Hello, and welcome to the Homewrecker Podcast. I am the Golden Greek. Alex Arion joined as always by my beautiful, lovely, gorgeous, amazing trophy wife, the lovely Monique. Hi. Monique, hi. Howdy. Hi. How How's it going? You? I'm it's doing great. I'm doing fantastic. Of course you are. What a mouthful, that, that intro, the buildup to saying your name. It's just... Uh, All okay. these adjectives I must use before I can actually utter your name. You don't have to. No, I do. It's kind of a thing now, so I have to. Okay. You could be like, and with me is Monique. <laughs> Wait, where's the little trombone? Is it this one? We have a I soundboard. Know. Don't even bother. Nope, that's no, that's applause. applause. Now you're going to mess with the soundboard. This is how the show's going to go. Outstanding. It's not even loud enough. Oh. You have to actually turn up. See, Look at that. there we oh, go. Yeah, see how that works. Anyway, that comes after, and my co-host Monique. That's all you need to do. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. Anywho. So anyhow, all right. So how's it going? Good, busy. Hours Good. away from getting my certification for my hip, for hypnotherapy for my CHT. Bam. Yes, I have nice. a, another session in a couple days, and after that, it's just a few more hours. And yes, I'm getting there. And from once I get that certification all squared away, I'm going to be focusing on my certification for past life regression. So pretty yes. cool. So excited. I like it. Yes. Pretty cool. Yes. And I've been working on our garden. Yeah. Gardening. Garden time. Yes. It's that time. The here in New Hampshire, it's gotten, hot. you know, even it's gotten really hot. But even up to a few weeks ago, it got really cold out. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I needed it to get warm enough so I can get everything growing. And so I have begun the process. And yes. Oh, right. I am excited. Wonderful. Yes. That's great. The next few months, I'll have like dirt constantly in my fingernails <laughs> from working in the dirt. But that's okay. If you say so. Yes. How about <laughs> you? How are you? I'm great. Fantastic as always. Of Rocking course you are. Yes. Yeah. yeah, everything's great. It's hot. Yes, it's been hot. It's, it's going to get uh, hotter. Yeah, it's that time of year again where I drink so much water. Well, I drink so much water anyway, but now it's... Even more so. Even more so. Yes. Yes. And now it's back to the ice water, back to popping ice in there. Yeah, I typically drink room temperature water, but this is the time of year I might pop a couple ice cubes in just to oh, yeah. cool myself down. Mm-hmm. Yes. Our yeah, four-year-old, if I give him ice water, it's he usually, they, our kids drink room temp water. And if I put ice cubes, he'll say ice cream when he takes sips. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty awesome. That I'm one. like, yes, this is ice cream. Yes. 
Sure. Why not? It's healthier anyway. If it works. Right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so really hot. Really hot. The ACs are in. I put yes. them in, what, last week? Yeah. Well, we... Or was it the week before? It got I don't know. really, really hot. And so we ordered new sheets for everyone. And we got these eucalyptus sheets that were kind of expensive, but they're supposed to keep you nice and cool. They're soft, but it doesn't do anything. And then we got a comforter because we needed a new one anyway. That's supposed to be like made of like eucalyptus fibers and supposed to keep you cool. It It's fine, but it doesn't keep I, us I, any cooler. But I then feel like we all got. That a gimmick. Yes, because it's then we got the kids like a different kind of comforter that's supposed to stay cool and it'll be really hot and we'll go upstairs and their bed, like the comforter is cool to the touch. Yeah. It stays cool even though the air is warm. And what was theirs? Like bamboo or something? Yeah, it's bamboo and it was like almost a hundred bucks less, I think, maybe over a hundred bucks less. So there you we have it. We got worked. Hey, we don't know we until we try. for the gimmick. We fell for the marketing or it's whatever. Still, it's not, the comforter's not as heavy as what we had before. Yeah. So there's that. Okay. So it's not a total loss. Sure. But. It's freaking hot upstairs. Yes. Where, but we, where we sleep. If it's I could hot. turn back time, as Cher would say, I would go with the other comforter that we got our kids. That's all. All right. There yeah. you have it. So now you know our sheet and comforter situation. Oh, everybody. I forgot. God, I wanted to bring up and I don't have it. I don't have it in front of me, but I tweeted about it. I read another book. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Runes of Blood. So any longtime listeners or people who have been catching up, we had Jack Cullen, who is an author. He wrote the book Runes of Steel. He was on our show two years ago. Yes. And yes. And so he was talking about his book and the whole time like, oh my God, I love this book. It's so amazing. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was so excited because at that point I didn't read books. I watch movies and getting that book, I read it in three days. I loved it. I just, I couldn't stop turning the page to see what was next. So when he said he's writing a series of books, I got super excited. I was like, okay, I can't wait to get them. I wanted my hot little hands on them. And then COVID happened when it was supposed to come out and it was available by Kindle, but that's not good enough for me. I don't like reading electronically. I want the book in my hand. I want to turn the pages. It's just how I am. So he reached out. He texted me last week and said, it's now available. The book format is available on Amazon. So I was like, sweet. I'm texting him while we're talking. I go on Amazon, I order the book. It said it would be in there and like to the house in three days. It came in two. So it arrived on a Sunday. I finished it Monday morning. So, cause we stopped, we did some family movies on Sunday with the kids. So I didn't get the full day to read it. But a few hours later, Monday morning, I was done the book. I read it basically in a day. Runes of Blood, Jack Cullen. It is an amazing book. It's fiction. Um, it's about this police officer or sergeant from a fictional city of Llewellyn, Massachusetts. And it, from the outside, it looks like a sleepy old mill town, but inside it's a magical city. And it works off of ley lines where a lot of like witches and mages draw their power from. And then the main character, Mike Brennan, is a runesmith. And so he forges steel um, 
devices with runes in them that activate it magically. And it's this amazing story. There's so many pop culture references in his books and there's humor, there's drama, there's suspense. It's such a page turner. So I just wanted to give a shout out to Jack Cullen. I can't wait for the next book. I'm super excited. And check out Runes of Steel and then get Runes of Blood. They're amazing books. And the third book should be out this year too. I was told. Well, there you have it. Yes. Yeah, Memorial Day weekend just happened. Yes. It was, it was uh, rainy up here. I don't know if it was for everybody all else. but Yes. Yeah, up here in New Hampshire, it was just raining all weekend, so we couldn't really do anything. So, so I read we, a book. Yeah, so you read a book, and we just, like, watched movies yeah. with the kids. We still had a good time with the family, Yeah, it though. was fine. We had fun. It was just, we couldn't really go and do anything, so it was kind of... That's okay. We, yeah. we figure things out. Yeah, of course. So we did something else last week. Okay. We do stuff all the time. We had a special guest. Who are you talking about? Seriously? Yeah, I'm That was I'm last lost. week, right, Matt? Are you, oh, you're talking about the show? <laughs> yeah. I don't, I'm like, what? What are you talking <laughs> oh about? Oh, my goodness. We did something else last week. No kidding. We do something all the time. What do you mean? I didn't know, On the what, show. You were, I didn't know what you were referring wow, to. Wow, wake oh, up. Oh. <laughs> oh, don't throw things at me. All right. Yes, we had Matt Spectro on the show last week. That was That's it? That's what you wanted I, to talk about? Something happened after. What happened after? We were on his show? Well, we were on his we show. We were on his show first. Yes, and then he recorded with us, but yeah. he brought something up that later came up, and it was really crazy. Oh, are you talking? Oh, okay, I see what you're doing. You're trying to, you're trying to segue into that. I didn't realize you were going to get into that right now, or you wanted me to get into that right now. Well... Okay, so we're going to be on Matt's show. Uh, this this is going to come out on Wednesday the... Is it the 9th, 9th I think? of June. June. Yes. Uh, we're recording here on the 4th. But his show that we are going to be on is going to come out on the 11th. So in two days, mm-hmm. you can hear us on... Go ahead. No, I was going to say, it just reminded me to also something else we talked about last week. But finish what you were going to say. Uh, all right. You, we're, you're going all over the I'm place. I'm all over I'm, the place. Uh, you're confusing me. I'm sure the audience now is like, what the hell is going on? Okay. Do you want to just say what you're going to say? Aliens. Disclosure. Oh, boy. Okay. So I don't want to yeah, forget You're going that. all over the place. So go on. My gosh. We were on his show. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So we were on his show. And I, again, I haven't heard it yet, obviously. So I don't know what's going to be in the final show or whatever, whatever gets cut out. We talked about objectivism because we were talking about Steve Ditko, who was a, a, a comic book artist, famous comic artist. And he didn't, it, like, none of us really knew what objectivism was. So, like, I can't remember exactly. Anyway, roundabout way, we kind of figured out what it was. We looked it up and, and whatever. So it, it was just interesting. Cause I'm like, oh, okay, it's just, a, it's just a, like another type of philosophy, essentially, is what it is. And it was popularized by uh, Ayn, Ayn, Ayn Rand. I, I'm not sure how you pronounce her name. A-Y-N, Ayn Rand. She's the uh, the woman who wrote Atlas Shrugged. And a number, you never heard of Atlas Shrugged? No. Wow. Okay. It, it's a pretty famous book. Uh, she Again, wrote, she didn't wrote read a number books of books. until two years ago. I forgot who I was talking to. That's right. Your parents owned a video store. Yes. So did you they don't, make a movie about so it you that I didn't watch? It. Yeah, actually they did. They, did. they made uh, three movies actually oh. about it. Uh, anyway. 
Alex can't talk right now. He's <laughs> choking on his on himself. You gonna live there? Excuse me. My goodness. I'm not editing that either. I'm leaving that in. I, oh my yeah, goodness. I, yeah. I, uh, wow. Anyway, so Atlas Shrugged never saw it. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, so yeah, they, they made movies, but whatever. Uh, so Ayn Rand popularized this objectivism. It's just, a, it's a philosophy, right? Kind of a, like a way of looking at life and meaning and stuff like that. I've never read the books. I, I'm, I'm familiar and aware of who she is and what she did. She was an author. Uh, but anyway, so we're talking about that for whatever reason. It just came up. And then... Because Steve Ditko... Steve it, it came Ditko, up about yeah, like he, he followed he was that a, philosophy. Yeah, he was yes. yeah he was big into objectivism. So, randomly, like the next day, I, I came across a uh, a post on I I can't even remember what I was looking at, but somehow I come across a post about Mike Menser, who was a uh, a bodybuilder, very famous bodybuilder, who passed away um, about twenty years ago now. It's been and he pioneered something called heavy duty training. He, he popularized it. I should say the guy that actually like kind of pioneered it and brought it to the forefront was a, a guy named Arthur Jones. You ever heard of Nautilus equipment? Yes. He's the guy that invented the Nautilus machines. Huh. So he popularized, uh, essentially it's like one set to failure training, which means you, you, you do one exercise and you just go for it, it, as hard as you can until you can't go anymore. And that's it. You're done. High intensity training is what it was called. So Mike Metzer popularized this this method of training, and he's the first guy to ever get a perfect score in a bodybuilding contest, and he got it uh, winning the Mister Universe contest. So I always liked Mike Metzer. I, I, I thought he had like an awesome physique. He looked awesome, and and just like uh, he used to write a lot of articles in bodybuilding magazines, and he was v- way different than what everybody else wrote about. He would write about things that. I'm trying to figure out the way, a right way to say it. He wasn't like everybody else where he'd be pushing supplements and all these like long routines and this and that. He was very get in, get it done, get out. You don't need protein powders. You don't need pills. You don't need supplements. You don't need steroids. You don't need anything. You just need rest. You need to train hard and, and you need to give your body time to recover anyway. So he wasn't very conventional like, like everybody else that was involved in bodybuilding. And so I come across his post and I'm, and I'm reading, uh, I, I, I have all of his books that he put out uh, several years ago. And they're actually, you can fetch a pretty penny for him now if you try to sell them, which is pretty, pretty amazing. But anyway, I, I picked the, pick up the books because I'm like, I'm going to read these books. I haven't read them in forever, so I'm going to check them out again. So I start reading through them and he's like the whole books, he's talking about his philosophy of objectivism. So I'm like, what the frick? Wow. Okay. We just talked about this last night. Yeah. What are the odds of this happening? Right. So I, I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm, and I'm trying to remember like why, because I bought these books back in 1996. So I would have been like just out of high school. I was mm-hmm. still young. And I remember reading them, but not getting it at all. And now I know why I wasn't getting it because he is so philosophical in the way he talks about things, the way he explains things. Very intelligent guy. And now I read it. I'm like, okay, now this makes sense. But now I know why I just kind of put these on the shelf and never touched them again because I didn't get it. I was just young and 
yeah. wasn't using my brain properly. It's pretty awesome that you held on to them, though. Yeah, well, you know, I, I hang on to stuff. You Not, do. I, I mean. Especially books. Books, yes. mostly, yeah. So I, I read through them, and I'm, I'm just like, holy crap, Like he's talking about objective. We just talked about this. What the hell? What, what are the odds of that, right? And so, uh, yeah, it was just, just very interesting how that happened. And so I ended up, uh, the, the other thing, uh, Murph on Twitter, uh, he's been posting a lot about spirals. Yes. Like pictures of spirals and things like that. Spirals and vortexes. And vortex, yeah, yes. exactly. And so Menser is talking in the preface of his book about objectivism uh, and how gaining an understanding of it is imperative in becoming a better, rational, logical, mature human being. And he also mentions spirals a bunch and, and like puts them into quotes about uh, spirals having something. Uh, I, I should have wrote it down. I don't have the book here in front of me. But anyway, he was talking about spirals. I'm like, geez, I just looked at this, read like this long thing about spirals from Murph's Twitter, too. Mm-hmm. So just like all this stuff just kind of. So I, ra- I just put. One of my, the few times I tweet, like everything is connected. I repeat, everything is connected. Something, something whatever it was. And the freaking tweet blew up. Yeah. I get like, I'm, I'm like, okay, I'm glad I don't have notifications turned on on my phone because I went on and looked later. I'm like, holy crap, what the hell is this? And so, yeah, it was just, just weird. But yeah, any, anyway, everything's connected. That That's the tweet. If anybody was wondering what the hell was he talking about? That's what I was talking about because it was just weird that we talk about this one thing and then all along I've had these books that refer to this thing that I was just talking about. And you just randomly happened to look into it for like workout stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it was just really weird. And then uh, the the other thing with, with this whole training methodology is uh, it's it's so just not what is preached and what's put out there as far as information goes, mm-hmm. and it's it's so different. It's it, it almost feels like wrong because you're I I say you I, you in you general. people in general are told this is how many reps you do, this is how many sets you should do, this is how often you should train, this is how you should split body parts, this and that completely different and everyone has their own way of doing it but it's kind of along the same lines of so many sets typically yeah yeah so he's like one set to failure this is what you do you train this body part with this body part and then you don't train for four days and then like later on in life he even got into saying just train once a week you can get a great workout in in 12 minutes once a week and i'm just like blowing my mind reading all this stuff again and I'm just it, like, holy it, crap. now i'm like okay i want to try this yeah well well the thing is uh and i don't want to turn this into a working out show but he brings up a lot of great points when talking about it if you work out uh once a week for example say you're doing uh he equated like doing squats to opening and closing a door right if you do one set of heavy squats uh, once a week or once every 14 days, whatever the, 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 the way he's got it set up is, your muscles have plenty of time to recover and recuperate. The growth mechanism, the stress that you put your muscles under to break them down, and then obviously when you sleep, you eat, you recover, is what makes your muscles grow, what makes them stronger so they can tackle and handle the stress of the next workout, right? So... What he, what he found out through 
tons of research that he did and, and talking with scientists and doctors and all that kind of stuff is that you just need that one initial catalyst. You just need to break your muscle that one time, break it down that one time. You don't have to continuously do like an hour long workout doing, you know, whatever blasting your legs. You yeah. can do a set of squats and be done. Like that's it. That's the the training methods that he used to win all his bodybuilding contests. I'm sure he was on steroids too, of course, but it, it doesn't matter. That's how he trained. And he went on to be a personal trainer. He trained thousands of people in that manner and everybody got results. So it, it, it's just, it's really interesting. And then reading about how he was ostracized from the, the fitness community, the bodybuilding community, because he didn't want to sell anything. Because he was being different. He was going he, against the grain. Exactly. Just so I'm curious, did people look at him like, I don't want to sell anything. Did they look at it like you're, you're ruining the business? Of course. That's exactly why he got ostracized. Now, he got a perfect score in the Mr. Universe contest. And then the following, I want to say it was a couple months later, he was in the 1980 Mr. Olympia, which anybody that follows bodybuilding or knows anything about it, that's the, the big contest that Arnold Schwarzenegger won. And 1980s, when Arnold came back after like four or five years off and won the contest again. Well, he was in that contest with Menser, and everybody said Menser was the odds-on favorite. Menser looked better than Arnold and everything else. Menser came in fifth place because... He didn't want to play ball. He didn't want to do all the endorsements and stuff like that. He had a big falling out with Joe Weider, who was the big muscle supplement so guy at the time. So it got political? The judges yeah, got oh yeah. political? Oh, yeah, come on. Like, that's, that's a shocker, right? fair. And so he left bodybuilding after that. He went, I guess he had a pretty big, like a like a big blow up with Arnold backstage after the contest. Because, you know, he's like, this is bullshit. I, look at you, look at me. I obviously look better, whatever. And so, yeah, uh, he ended up leaving bodybuilding and, and all that stuff. And he did come back eventually, like I said, he wrote for, I think it was Iron Man magazine uh, and muscular development. He wrote for a couple of the more obscure magazines. But anyway, that's where I found him was mm -hmm. just reading his articles and seeing his pictures from, you know, back in the, in the late 70s, early 80s. And I'm like, holy cow, this guy, wow. So, yeah, that's Mike Mentzer. Anyway, uh, just, just amazing stuff that that he's putting out there i'm like this is so not conventional like this is not at all what i was brought up i mean i get my personal training certification and it's not that it's not at all what no. he was preaching the, it's completely different the different types of workout things that i've done um we did joe manginello's is that how you say his name I think so. His, uh, we got his book evolution we did the workouts in there and i got great results but um, I'm curious, like, I'm, I'm interested because I still have my shoulder that doesn't want to work properly, that mm -hmm. it's really hard to do things. But I'm like, I wonder if, it, if I'm not doing it over, because that's the thing, like, when I'm moving weights and you're doing it over and over and over, yeah. it starts, it, it wears down, and then all of a right. sudden I just can't move it and I have shooting pain. So I'm like, I wonder if this is something that I can do, which I want to mention a little bit after about, something I did that was awesome. Yeah, yeah. But uh, well, th what that's that's the thing I was saying though about uh uh where he was comparing doing squats to like opening and closing your door. Mm -hmm. You you open and close your door thousands of times, right? Well, think of that the same way with your body. You're putting all this pressure and all this stuff on your body multiple times that it doesn't need to be done. 
your door is made to withstand being open and closed thousands of times. Your your muscular, your your skeletal system is not meant to be pounded on like that. That's why guys get injured. That's why you pull muscles. You get arthritis, whatever, all that stuff. So it was just very interesting. And he actually has a lot of senior, well, not anymore, but he trained a lot of senior citizens who increased muscle mass, dropped body fat, uh, were able to uh, increase their bone density just by doing this training style. Yeah, I'm interested so, in trying it. It, it. Anyway, yeah, it was just. I, I want to bring up a funny story, though, because we talk about going to failure, and that's when you just can't do it anymore. Yeah. Like your exactly. muscles aren't working, so you can't lift the weight anymore. Right. So I, I can't remember if it was the evolution workout, but it was a workout, and I was benching. So I'm in my basement, I'm alone, and I'm bench pressing. And Boy. it was like, go to failure. And I just remember, I was like, well, okay. So I figured I'll go to failure and just like wait a moment and then like get the bar up. I went to failure and then I couldn't get the bar up. And I remember like trying to like push it up and my arms were just shaking so bad. And I was like, oh no, um, I can't get the bar off of me. So I had to like roll it off of me. So I have this really heavy like bar, but like the bar with weights on it and I'm like rolling it on me and it felt very uncomfortable it hurt but I was like the only way like once I could like get it down to my hips I was able to like lift it but I didn't learn my lesson because I did it once before (laughs) and instead of rolling it down I learned from the first time I rolled it because it felt like a shorter distance to roll it this way and I rolled it over my face and it hurt so much (laughs) And that's why the wow. second time I rolled it down, I was like, I got to be more careful. Yeah, it's th- that's the thing. If you're going to, if anybody's going to listen to this and wants to go try this, uh, make sure you're uh, you working out. You have spot you. Sp- that's going to spot you. Yeah, make sure yeah. you have a spotter. And, and the other thing with Menser is uh, he used Nautilus machines a lot. He, he liked to use the machines because you could push yourself harder. You didn't have to worry about the stabilizer muscles, uh, giving out on you before your actual muscle that you're trying to train went to total failure. So he has a, he has a bunch of different things that and tricks that he, that he writes about in his books and things, uh, how to pre-exhaust the muscle and stuff. I'm not going to get into all that, but anyway, he was big on machines and that was why safer because because somebody like somebody me like who's going to go to failure and exactly. they'd be like, oh no. Because usually like what I do is I'd wait a little bit. Like I can do this. Like I got more in me and I just wait a moment. Cause like sometimes you try and you're like, oh, nope. I kind of wait. So you wait and then <laughs> it, you keep pushing yourself and then your body is just like, fuck you. Done. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Use machines if you're going to, if you're going to try high intensity training of any kind. Good to know. Yes. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So. That was, yeah, just interesting. And, th- and that's why I tweeted that everything is connected because everything is. Mm-hmm. It just. No, and I agree because. It, it shows, it, it happens, it, uh, it's happening and more and more evidence happens to me that presents that theory being. It's like all the time accurate. now. Not all the time. All the time. Like we've talked about 33. The number 33 yes. is always presenting itself. And I've noticed, especially lately over the past, I don't know, I want to say like a few weeks. Every time I look at the time, like 90% of the time, so not every single time, but about 90% of the time, it's the hour and 33. If it's not, it's like 222, 
you know, 444 or 555. But other than that, it's like almost always the hour and then 33 minutes. And I'm like, whoa, that's so crazy. And usually it's like always when I'm like in thought about things or working or researching something. And I just take it as like, okay, I'm on the right path. And when it doesn't come up, it's interesting because usually it's because I'm not doing anything to me of value per se. I'm just like doing something that doesn't matter. And so I was like, wow, that's really interesting. Just like that connection to things. And I had a Reiki session with our friend Adriana, who is wonderful and amazing. And after my session, she talked to me about tapping and I wasn't familiar with it. I've heard of it, but I just, I haven't done it. So she was so awesome and sent me a video about it. And after um, the tapping, she goes into metaphysical movements and it includes like kind of like a mix of like Tai Chi, yoga, some tapping. And so I watched it. I did the tapping and the night I got it. And then the next morning I got up early. Well, I'm usually up early anyway, but I got up and no one else was up. So I do the tapping and then I do the metaphysical movements. And I was really excited because while I was doing it, I'm like, my shoulder doesn't hurt and I'm moving my arm. And I got just really excited to be able to have movement without pain. So that was huge. And then when it was done, I go to my computer and I look at the time and it's 6.33 a.m. Of course it is. And I'm like, of course, it's 6.33 a.m. So it was just like, again, that connection of like, yes, I feel like, like how a river flows. It just goes when like you're flowing with it. And it's like, yeah, okay. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but it was just really cool. And she's somebody that I want to have on the show. Um, I think we're in the middle of working to get her on. So she should be on hopefully soon because she is wonderful and amazing. And she just. Yeah, she's awesome. Yeah. She she has a lot of talents and gifts that she uses to help others. So it's quite wonderful. So, yes, I'm very much looking forward to having her on the show. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just with everything is connected. um, I found her. Well, we found her through Conrad. And so it's like we have the show that we've been doing for two years. And then this year we finally we kind of embraced like who we are more. And like for me personally, I started like being more open about myself and I've it's been like a journey to like get to the point where I'm at and I feel like we got to a certain point even you like you've changed a lot like over the years and for the better and then we're starting to find these connections with people like human vibration and rambo and murph and conrad and ketsuban and adriana just all these wonderful people eyes um it's just it's so nice and then our friend uh, conrad who is somebody else that i'm working on getting on our show we have not forgotten (laughs) about him he has this meditation session that he uses and she led it and that's how we found her and it's just the dots all connect and it brings us places and I feel like sometimes people are in your life and they don't always stay forever but when they're there they serve a purpose and I was just thinking about how even if 
these people don't stay in our lives forever. I'm really enjoying these moments with them and this time and what we're learning. It's really cool. And so it just, again, like it's just all connected. And it's really cool when you take a step back and you look at it and you really see how it's connected. I love it. It's pretty cool for sure. Yes. So, yeah, that was uh, anybody, anybody that saw that tweet, which apparently a lot of people did. I, I speaking of that, that was the first time I looked at, uh, I didn't know you could do this and this is how much I pay attention to Twitter and how it works. Am I going to learn something? I don't know. You probably, you probably know this. Uh, there's a thing you can look at with your tweets. Um, the stats. A st- like how a tweet performs or something. Yeah. If you tweet activity. Yeah. 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 Okay. I know that. 42,762 people saw my tweet. That's pretty cool. That's insane. Like, what? So, yeah, it was just crazy. But um, that was the story behind that tweet. Yeah, I didn't know you could do that. I just well, like figured that. that out today. Like, yeah. <laughs> Tremendous. So, anyway, that's that was the meeting behind that tweet. So, if you saw it, that's where it came from, how mm-hmm. it came about, because and I was just sitting there going, how, like, what? It's so it, true. They're, these are not coincidences. They're not, I get, they're, they're, it's just showing you everything's connected, everything. I feel like coincidences no are manufactured. <laughs> real uh, things are synchronicities. Sure. Like, it's you could, that you could, real you connection. say it that way. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I don't want to forget because last week we talked about disclosure that was supposed to happen. Oh, jeez, yeah. But no, before we jump into that, did you have anything else? No, that's it. I'll, I'll put some, uh, for anybody interested in, in Mike Menser or uh, high intensity training, I'm going to put some links in the show notes because uh, it's definitely totally different than anything else. You, you definitely have to work hard doing it, but well, it's... I'll put... Get me some pictures of him, and yeah. I'll put it in the video too. Okay, yeah, great, yeah. absolutely. Uh, any, cool anybody that anybody any like old school bodybuilding fans will know who Mike Mentzer was or is, or was, I guess, yeah. But yeah, I'll put some uh, links in the show notes okay. for for a couple of the books that that go over it and stuff like that. So, so disclosure, aliens, disclosure, UFOs, extraterrestrials. What happened? Nothing. There was a New York Times article. When? Today? Uh, yesterday, yesterday, I think. I think yesterday, okay. so that would have been the third. I believe it was yesterday came out. I didn't read the article. I don't get the New York Times and any online link. That you have to you subscribe. You have to subscribe, so you can't, you read like the first, like you get the headline. and maybe So like do you read the comments headline. after, like if there's a tweet, you just read the comments after to see what people say? Uh, No, I, there was a, I, I listened to a podcast that, spoke about the article oh. in depth. I I mean essentially all that all that the article said was that yes there's these craft but they're not ours meaning the United States but they are not saying that they're extraterrestrial either that could be a uh technology from another country that's Didn't I say far, that last week? Far, yeah. But but that's that's essentially what it said. But it also said we're not saying it's aliens, but we're not saying it's not aliens. Okay, whatever. So a whole lot of nothing. I didn't, <laughs> pretty I didn't much. hear anything on the first, so I was like, okay, maybe I'll. Uh, so June second, I was like, okay. I guess I, re- I looked. I couldn't find anything. I was like, there's a report there forthcoming. There is another. There is a report that's coming out. I didn't get an exact mm-hmm. date. 
I, I, Some people I tried are expecting looking. it by the end of the month. Well, I thought it was June 1st that it was due. It was due. What is a school? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like really, like the government is ever going to do anything they have that they no said they're going to do. Come on. Yes, exactly. Please. Like they, they are accountable and, for nothing. And at this point, I just, I, like, I just want to see what's in this thing strictly just to see the story and the BS that they're pushing because I know it's all BS. It's not real. Anything that they're going to put out there is not the truth. It's not real, but I'm just curious because it's, it's the 40 plus years that I was into all that stuff Mm -hmm. and looking into all of it and and hoping and wanting to believe like Fox Mulder. I want to believe that poster that was up in the, in the X-Files office all that time. And that I have in my office, damn it. I wanted to believe, but I don't anymore. Mm. So, Yeah. Like I said, I, I tried finding it. I was searching everywhere online. I, I couldn't find anything. And I'm thinking, did I have the wrong date? Was it next year? I, I don't know. But I saw people tweet about it like, so what happened? But yeah, I had said last week when we talked about it, like, very well, like the same thing with what was it, the Tic Tac video? Yeah. Of yeah that. That well, the. Air Force guy. Was, yeah, I believe it was the Air Force. I think uh, the guy that was he was on Rogan. We can neither confirm nor deny, right. you know that it, it like what it is. We just know it's not ours. And I was like, it's probably going to be more of that. You want to leave people open. You can't come out and say what it is. So let's just say we don't know. It's it's so obvious now what is going on with everything. I mean, well, it's I say obvious. I say obvious. It's obvious to me. It's obvious to you. It's I, I feel like more and more people it's becoming obvious to, but that could also just be the small microcosm of 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 the online universe that you know you, you see when you go on your phone. And you go on your Facebook or your Instagram or your Twitter, whatever social media you have, because the algorithm is, is it, it's getting your audience, it, it caters it to your yeah. likes and interests, right? So we so, might be like, you know, 1% of yeah, the population. I, mean, I, I feel like, hey, people are waking up. but This is obvious, like everybody but, knows but it. But it. Be, it could be just the couple hundred people that I follow on yeah. Twitter or whatever, you know. Which is like a drop in the bucket. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, who knows? Who knows? I just, I don't know. I've said it before. I don't know if I can trust what the government says. And then you... You don't know if you can trust what the... Did you really just say that? Especially with me sitting here? I'm trying to be optimistic. I'm trying to be optimistic. But... Be realistic. mm you can be realistic, but be optimistic. But okay. you you said it. It's all a work. It's all a work. Everything. It's all Everything. a work. And I, I was thinking about that today, too. Um, I want Now I'm not going to remember it. But it was um, something Tom Hanks did oh an essay on the Tulsa massacre from, like, 1921. And like, what's that? What's the Tulsa massacre? I believe it was where a large amount of African Americans were slaughtered, but nobody's really taught about it 
in school. And he was like, this is, you know, the education system failing. This would have been a great, you know, thing for people to learn about. And I didn't read the article, but I just started thinking about like Tom Hanks and is he real and is he an actor and these politicians and are they real or are they actors? And is this just yet another thing they're putting out there and throwing out there to kind of cause chaos and controversy? It's just like it got me thinking just about all these actors and these politicians and like how people just listen to them. Like, they get paid to do this. Like, they get paid to give their quote-unquote opinion. If Tom Hanks is real, you really think he wrote Exactly. I, the character. And where would he find this information? Like, well, what's... Okay, so what's really interesting is on Memorial Day, is it Gene Shaheen? That's our state senator. Yeah, New Hampshire yeah. state senator tweeted about it. And people were all up in arms because they're like, it's Memorial Day and you should be talking about that. I guess it falls on the same day or whatever. That's neither here nor there. But it was just weird. Like, I I wasn't familiar with it. I never heard about it. And then I see that. And now all of a sudden, like, everyone's talking about it. And I'm like, it just felt so like, okay, this is going to be the new thing. And everyone's going to bring it up. And something nobody knows about. And then... And I, I saw people, some people tweeting like, oh, yeah, I learned about it. But they're taking something that's more unfamiliar and let's blow this up. Let's make this a thing. And it just feels so staged and it feels so unorganic. And I was just thinking about just these characters who play roles and people just fall for it. So when you talk about like our little drop in the bucket of people who yeah. are more... I guess, open and not falling for as much. And then again, I, I start thinking about that and I'm like, wow, ha- like hundreds and thousands of people like respond on social media about it and how great Tom Hanks is and how important this, this thing is. And it's just like interesting, very, very interesting. I guess um, not as many people as we thought perhaps are, you know, opening their eyes well, to what's going on. I mean, again, all, all that stuff, it's all, it's all manufactured stuff. It's all, but it, that's the I point. Mean, People don't see no, that. But, but I mean, okay. If there was a massacre, I, I, I don't, I, this is the first I'm hearing of it. So that just go, I mean, I, I don't know anything about it. Uh, so I'm not going to comment. My school system. I, I was, I'm shocked. I got as far as I did. Yeah. Right. Uh, so I, I can't comment on that. But I mean, yeah. any, anything, you know, anything, especially athletes, any, any of that kind of these people, they're just, they're paid and told what to say and what to do. And exactly. that's it. Exactly. So, so anybody I feel that puts like stock in what, what they say. What is, a celebrity or athlete no. comes out saying, even if they say it's their own personal opinion, I don't trust it. Okay. That's all. Great. Yeah. yeah. Newsflash. <laughs> I'm just sharing my thoughts. Yeah, that's no, all. it's no, it's I, I had not I had not heard of it. I and I had not heard of the Tom Hanks article either. So that just goes to show you I even even the short amount of time that I go on Twitter I didn't see it. So or anything about it. Anyway. Speaking of education. Yes. There's a segue for you. Yes getting better at that it's funny because i was talking about the educational system and then i thought oh that's something to share and then you just pulled it up so that was awesome so uh, i'm teaching my uh my we homeschool our kids and 
uh, my second grader, our second grader, I say mine, our second grader, he is, well, he's actually. Yeah, second grade. He, he's second grade now, but he should be in first. Yes, right? he should be in first, but he's second but he, grade. But he's already like halfway through second grade mm-hmm. lessons. Kids, awesome. Anyway, yeah. we're learning about the periodic table. Which I didn't learn until like sixth grade. Same here. <laughs> so it's pretty crazy. So uh, we're, we're learning about the periodic table, and he's learning how to do, when you're looking at the periodic table, he's learning how to determine how many protons, neutrons, and electrons are in any particular element that is being examined. And so I, I pulled up here, uh, oxygen is one of the uh, elements that was on a little worksheet that we, that we printed up and, and did. And oxygen... Its number on the periodic table is eight. It has eight protons, eight neutrons, and eight electrons. All eights. Oxygen. So I thought that was fascinating. And when you think of an eight, when it's on its side, it's the infinity symbol. Yeah, and it's oxygen. So Mm -hmm. I thought that was really interesting. So I wanted to just mention that, bring it up. Yeah, oxygen, the thing that we need for life. Yeah. To breathe. Yeah. Exactly. That plants create. Yeah. So I thought I just thought that was really interesting, but I, I I was actually texting you about it when when that you know when we figured it out and everything, and I I don't I have not looked to see uh, if this is true or not, but the way that that we learned it, it's it said to just round up numbers. So for example, the uh, the molecular weight, I, I believe. Uh, was 15.999. And the way you figure out the uh, amount of neutrons is you subtract the amount of protons from this number here, the 15.999, which is, the, I guess, the weight of oxygen. I, I, I think that's what it was. See, I, I already forgot. Right, we got to go get our eight-year-old out of bed. Yeah. Ask him. Or seven-year-old, seven excuse me. And uh, so it says to round up or round down depending on where the number is. Yes. So I, I was like, round up or round down, you're talking about chemistry, right? And and all that kind of stuff. So is that really, that's how they figure these things out? Because if they're rounding up, I mean, wouldn't you think that if you're dealing with chemicals and, and elements like this, that you would want the exact number? I would think so. But I, wow. I so I just thought that was kind of... That's interesting. Very interesting. I mean, again, it could just be for the second graders that w- that, that this is done. Do you know about this? <laughs> Let us know. Teach. <laughs> yeah. Can you fill us in? Murph, can you help us? Yeah. A- anybody that's listening. Yeah. So I, I just thought that was interesting. Um, and and, it, and if it is something that they just round up numbers, it makes me go, well, is this all just a big work too? Like all this stuff? Because... How are you? How are you not exact with something like that? Yeah, you'd think you'd want to be exact with your numbers, but anyway. Again, I learned this in sixth grade. I don't remember if there's a reason for rounding or if it. I don't know. You would think every little bit matters. But you I don't think know. we're gonna have to do some research. <laughs> yeah, if if I if I remember to go look at that now. All the other stuff that I'm looking at. I, 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 I swear, I have like so many books and notebooks open with notes in them of stuff that I research that I read about that I, I've got so many things that I'm, it's, it's, it's I, I know, I have like three books I'm trying to go through. I have one, I'm like halfway through and I have two others lined up after that. 
of course I snuck in runes of blood. I was like, I, I'm going to do this. Like, oh, you had to get that one in. had to get it in. I've been waiting for like a year. And, and funny with the periodic table too, you know, who's really interested in the periodic table? Who? Our four-year-old. Yes. Yes. Our <laughs> it's four-year-old. Like, it's insane. And rocks and minerals. So yeah. I'm really excited about that. So yeah. So every day I, after I finish uh, lessons with our, with our seven-year-old, I will sit with him and I will read him a chapter from this book about the periodic table. And he is saying the names of the elements and he sits there and, and he sits on my lap and I read him about these different elements, stuff that I, I never learned about this, like to this degree. And he's just sitting there. Can we do one more? Can we do one more? Like, so how, awesome. how do you say no to that? You know? So, yeah, he, he, and he just takes stuff in. He'll be like, what's that? What's that? So like when they organize, that's organite, organite, yeah. What's that? Organite, organite. And like once he gets it, he'll be like organite. Anytime he sees it, he'll point and say yeah. what it is. So like a crystal. What's that? It's quartz, quartz. Yeah. What's that? And he'll do it over. And then like he'll say it, quartz. So it's just like he keeps asking what's that until it's processed. Yeah. And then it's like he knows. It's really cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So. So maybe he'll figure out that with the periodic table. Yeah. He'll, he'll figure know. it out. And, he'll yeah. figure it out and maybe let us know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's 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 all I got. Yeah, that's been our week. Yeah, it's been yeah, a pretty pretty fun week. Yes, I'm hoping to have a guest. Hoping for us to have a guest next week or the week after. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, tra- I'm trying to line up our guests. I felt like we did so many that I felt like we needed a break, and now I'm like, okay, I'm ready again. Like I know <laughs> we had a guest last week, but it's like trying to space it out to kind of not get like, oh my god, so many guests. I'm trying to. Just kind of evenly sort them in. Okay. Yeah. Hey, when we get them, we get them. I know. And no, I know. We always have fun. We, we always do. Have great conversations, I feel. I know. And it's wonderful. I'm Hopefully the saying, audience feels the same way. I hope so. But yeah, no, I, I like when we have guests too, because it's just getting different perspectives and journeys and hearing about that. Yeah. And just learning about different things yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Right. All right. So, so. go ahead. No, I was going to say, oh. if you have anything you want to contribute to us, let us know. Yeah, you can find us on social media. We have a Twitter. At HomewreckerPod. Uh, and that's it. That's social it. Media. We get Twitter. <laughs> Just Twitter. And so. a website. And our website. HomewreckerPodcast.com. And how can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at underscore Monique Giselle underscore. I have a website, tarotbymonique.com, and you can find all of my Organite on there as well. I've been working on some of the, any price I can lower because of the Etsy fees. Um, usually it's the more expensive stuff. I've lowered the price on my website, so you can buy stuff through PayPal, and you can schedule a tarot reading if you'd like. But uh, yeah, it's on there. Some of the stuff's less, less expensive than Etsy, but if you still love Etsy, you can find me on there, Wonders by Monique. And I'm an ordained minister. So if you have a wedding coming up that you would like me to officiate, let me know. There you have it. Yes. All right. You can find me on Twitter at TheAlexArion. And check out AlexArionFitness.com. And until next time, I am the Golden Greek, the double G, the double A, Alex Arion, joined as always by my beautiful, lovely, gorgeous, amazing trophy wife, the lovely Monique. 
and you've been listening to the Homewrecker podcast. 